Good morning and welcome on this wonderful fifth Sunday of Lent. At this time, I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 398 that's found in our blue hymnal. 398, please stand. forgiveth all our sins, his mercy endureth forever. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep his law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of thy Lord, thy God, in vain. Lord, 
Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet. Lord, have mercy upon us and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Please kneel. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws, which we have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare thou those who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty and merciful Lord, grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, who alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest, 
and desire that which thou dost promise, that so among the sundry and manifold changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackal and the ostrich. For I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself so that they might declare my praise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For this sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. 
if somehow I may attain the resurrection of the, from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or, or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is 471, found in the blue hymnal. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. So I invite everyone to please stand for hymn 471. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory be to thee, Lord Christ. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who is about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse, and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Christ. <laughs> 
the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A priest was having a conversation with a four-year-old. And the child looked up at her and said, Do you love Jesus? And the priest responded, Of course I love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? And the little girl responded, Yes, I love Jesus very much. Do you have Jesus in your heart? And the priest responded, Yes, Jesus lives in my heart. Do you have Jesus in your heart? And the little girl responds, Yes, Jesus is in my heart. And the priest asked her, How did Jesus get into your heart? Well, the little girl replied, He kind of sneaked in there. That's how Jesus does things. He just kind of sneaks in. There's simply something deeply theological and profound about that little girl's statement, about understanding how Jesus somehow resides in your heart. And something wonderfully profound about the priest's question, how did he get there? Because that seems to be a question that gets often asked. Is God in your heart? If we look back over our ancestry to ancient Judaism, there is no doubt that the Spirit lives within us because it was understood that the Spirit and breath were one in the same. The Hebrew word is ruach, both breath and Spirit. And so with every breath we take in, we take in the Spirit. And this is also reflected in John's Gospel when at the final discourse of Jesus to the disciples, he goes to them and breathes on them the Holy Spirit. In this week's Wednesday Bible study, going through the book of Acts, we ask the question, do you only get the Holy Spirit with baptism? Because in Acts there is this discussion between the baptism that John the Baptist gives, which was for forgiveness, and the baptism we receive through Jesus, which is that of receiving the Holy Spirit. My answer to them was, not necessarily do we receive the Holy Spirit at baptism, but we affirm that reality in our lives when we make our vows at baptism. In today's letter from St. Paul, St. Paul also talks about receiving the Holy Spirit in his life. In how in a moment of time when we experience that reality of Jesus coming into our hearts, suddenly the God that we knew and worshiped and tried to raise ourselves in front of is no longer out there. This is one of the things I explained to the Wednesday group. The problem with God the Father and God the Son is somehow God is outside of us. But when we talk about God within us, it is that sense of the Holy Spirit when it comes into our hearts and we are aware of it. Suddenly, all that we know about God shifts. 
And what was out there that we served is now within us, guiding us and influencing our every behavior. In St. Paul's letter, he tells them that gift, the gift of receiving the Holy Spirit within him, is the most valuable treasure he has. Let's just take a moment and go back to Paul's words at the beginning of our passage. Paul made it very, very clear he was somebody. He was at the top of the heap, if you read his description. I was a Jew of the Jews. I am from the lineage of Benjamin. I am a Pharisee. And not just a good Pharisee, but I persecuted on behalf of the Jews. And none could claim any greater righteousness than me. That's what he's saying in that first paragraph of his letter this morning. He was the top of the heap before God. But that was the God out there to whom he served. And now that he has received the risen Christ in his life, basically with a two-by-four on the road to Damascus, that gift which he received, that moment in which he felt what true unconditional love is, that moment when he felt complete because he recognized the God of the risen Christ and held it in his heart, all that he had of this world, his status, his education, his wealth, was but garbage compared to that gift given through grace and the cross. Everything else paled in comparison. In St. John's gospel this morning we see yet again an object lesson of one's response to receiving the love of christ we see it in terms of mary whom many of us don't truly understand what jesus did for her we know that she and jesus and her sister and brother were all friends that jesus had dined with them on several occasions. We know that Jesus raised her brother from the dead. But it's not just Lazarus whom Jesus restored. Because Mary, being of the first century, Palestinian woman, her stature, her ability to live and be provided for was all dependent on her brother Lazarus. When Lazarus died, her stature in the community went to zero. When Lazarus died, she and her sister's means of supporting themselves became non-existent unless for the charity of others. And so when Jesus brings Lazarus back from the dead, he not only restores Lazarus to life, but he restores the life of Mary and Martha. 
And so she too is transformed. Just like Paul, changed by the great and abundant love of Christ. She understands now what St. Paul will talk about to the Corinthians in terms of the value of the gift she has been given by Jesus, not just life, but godly love. And that is what Paul says is the greatest gift of all. For if we have not divine love, we have nothing. If we have not love, we are nothing. No matter what we do or how hard we serve, without the gift of Christ in our hearts, we have nothing. A gift of grace, a gift of forgiveness that was bought through the price of the cross for us. And when we receive that, we receive the transforming love which just then flows out of us and in gratitude and abundance. We find ourselves loving and giving to others. Mary demonstrates that for us as well. A lot of the details go over our heads today. We talk about foot washing like it's just matter of fact because we do it every Monday, Thursday. But the fact of the matter is, when you watch what Mary did, you realize how great an abundance of a gift she returned to Jesus. It was, as one author wrote, extravagant. Because she, as a lady of stature, in front of others, got down on her knees before her Lord and washed his feet. She took on the role of the lowliest member of the household and the lowest member of society in washing Jesus' feet. But she didn't stop there. First century Jewish women did not let down their hair in public. First century Jewish women did not expose their hair in public. And to Jesus, she not only lets down her hair, but she uses it basically as a dishcloth to wipe the oil that she has placed on his feet and to anoint his feet she has used what is probably the most precious possession the family had, that jar of nard. 300 denarii, more than an average worker's year's wage. An oil so precious it is reserved as part of the oils used for embalming in ancient times. And so as Mary anoints the feet of Jesus, in gratitude and thanksgiving for how he has restored her. She has that premonition of understanding that as she anoints his feet with nard, the truth of the matter is her true restoration, her complete restoration before God will be bought with a precious price. The price 
of Christ's life for her and for us. When we hear those words, when we open ourselves to grace, or as the four-year-old said, when suddenly we realize that Jesus has sneaked in on us, there is no other response but gratitude. Gratitude in the most extravagant way. Because like Mary, because like Paul, the greatest treasure we have been given is the treasure that was bought with the life and sacrifice of Christ. Amen. I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church and the world. Almighty and ever-living God, who in thy holy word has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all of all men, receive these prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and have and live in unity and godly love. Give grace, O heavenly Father, to all bishops and other ministers, especially Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, Craig, our rector, that they may by both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word and tightly and truly administer the holy sacraments. And to thy people give thy heavenly grace and especially to this congregation here present that with meek heart and due reverence that they may hear and receive thy holy word truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. 
we beseech thee also to rule the hearts of those who bear the authority of government in this and every land, especially Joseph, our president, Daniel, our governor, that they may be led to wise decisions and right actions for the welfare and peace of the world. Open, O Lord, the eyes of all people to behold thy gracious hand in all thy works, that rejoicing in thy whole creation, that they may honor thee with their substance and be faithful stewards of thy bounty. And we humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who, who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. We invite any additional petitions and, and thanksgivings at this time. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Stephen Babcock, Garrett Holy, Holly Tucker, and Wilson Bab Babji, and Brian Bannon. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the commission of, on ministry of all who walk in those discerning, discerning the ministries to which God calls them. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed in this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to grant them continual growth in thy love and service, and to grant us grace so to follow the good examples of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Blessed Peter, our patron, and to all thy saints, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant these prayers, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake and for our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace. Peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. I invite everyone to please be seated. I'm glad we're not really in a ship because I think we would be capsizing this way today. But um, anyway, welcome again to everyone on this wonderful day. Uh, first of my announcements is that the May, June, and July forward day by days, our daily meditation guides are available in the back of the church and at the side table in the um, parish hall. So um, please pick one up on your way out if you um, use these or wish to use them as part of your daily devotion. Also, in your bulletins, you're going to find a cardstock item like this. On the other side, it looks like this. So on one side is the schedule for Holy Week, and on the other side is orders for flowers. If you wish to order Easter flowers uh, or donate Easter flowers for the altar this year, I would like to advise, if you haven't done already, fill the card out today and put it in the offering plate and then follow up with a check to support your request because we do need to get the um, Easter flower list put together this week. So please take a moment while you're here today. If you're not going to send it in today, then take the opportunity to get it to us early this week so we can begin putting that together. 
Either way, if you are curious as to when services are, if you send this in, don't worry, because on the back of your booklet this morning is the same information. I understand that people have to see it 10 times before it sinks in. So we have the same information on the back. So cut that page off when you get home and put it up on your bulletin board, because I don't want to hear anyone tell me, gee, I didn't know we were having services on Monday, Thursday at 7 o'clock. It's right there in front of you. It's on our website, and it's in the e-net. I said to the 8 o'clockers this morning, I don't want to see any 8 o'clockers showing up at 8 o'clock on Easter Sunday saying, well, where's the service? Because that's going to be at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening with the lighting of the new flame and the celebration of the Easter vigil. So um, it's all here. It's in several places. Please take time and um, mark it and hang it where you can see it. If you're a visitor this morning, in the front of the pew, in the pew pocket, is a card that looks like this. This is our visitor's card. We invite you to please fill that out and make that your offering today. Uh, any information you give us will not be spread out. If you wish to be on our um, electronic mailing list for uh, announcements about what's going on here, check that off. If you don't, we will not place you on that uh, ENET list. So, but please take a moment, let us know that you are here. If you have not filled one out or you need to give us new information, please take a moment and fill this out as well and put it in the plate so that we can update information. So those are all the logistical pieces. Now for a couple other announcements, uh, looking ahead on Monday, Thursday, what's not in the Monday, Thursday listing, we are gonna have an informal potluck supper on Monday, Thursday, starting at 6 p.m. that will lead into the seven o'clock service. It is truly a faith-filled potluck. What that means, there's no registration. Whatever you bring, whatever there, that's dinner, folks. <laughs> if it's 100 brownies, it's 100 brownies. And that's, I think there's some people who may appreciate that for dinner, but um, I'll, I'll back it up with some Cheerios. But um, anyway, it is whatever people choose to bring, but if you wish to come, come join us for dinner and um, bring something to share. Looking ahead to um, May, one month from yesterday on May 3rd, Bishop Nisley will be joining us here at 7 p.m. for the beginning of a series of conversations that we'll be having on faith and life, and he will be presenting on faith and religion. Can we have a conversation? He has done this lecture conversation in many different places, most recently with Ollie, and it has been a sold-out crowd every time. So um, mark your calendars. It's not to be missed. Bring friends. Always bring friends, and we look forward. So May 3rd, 7 p.m., here at St. Peter's, Bishop Nisley, conversation on science and religion. Also, just for a quick overview of this week, there is Bible study Wednesday at noon by Zoom, and our topic is the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. Thursday evening at 7 p.m. is our journey through the Gospel of Luke. We're going at the speed of a raging tortoise. We are in chapter 10, uh, about halfway through chapter 10 at this point. Anyone can join us at any point for one experience of it or long term. Uh, if you wish to be part of those conversations, simply email me or call me and I'll put you on the distribution list. 
Our Episcopal 101, Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., we are going to look at the sacrament of ordination and talk about the structure of the church and how the Episcopal Church differs from that of the Lutheran Church, that of its understanding with the Protestant churches, or UCC, and also the Roman Catholic Church. So it'll be a kind of a comparison across the board of our, what we call, um, polity compared to everyone else's polity. So anyone's, again, welcome to join us for that. It's by Zoom. Just let me know, and I'll send you the link on Tuesday. Thank you to everyone who helped out and donated food for last week's coffee hour. It was wonderful. It was an abundance out there. There is some leftover um, sweets, and I've put together two pots of coffee, so if anyone would stop, like to linger behind and have a cup of coffee and some conversation with each other, you're welcome to do so in the parish hall immediately following the service. I think there's still some brownies, and um, some cookies came in today, and some biscotti. So. Um, a little something out there if you wish to stay and chat with some friends. Any other announcements, or did I cover the full field? <laughs> Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
and with thy spirit lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. is very meet, right, and abound, and duty, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God, who dost bid thy faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast that fervent in prayer and in works of mercy, and renewed by thy word and sacraments, they may come to the fullness of grace, which thou hast prepared for those who love thee. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, be to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he brake it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, 
And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto thee, the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, so to hear us, and of thy almighty goodness, vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we, receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching, to, beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits but pardoning our offenses, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast.
Let us say together, we do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee for that thou dost feed us in these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members and corporate in the mystical body of thy Son, the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Bow down before the Lord. Look with compassion, O Lord, upon this your people, that rightly observing this holy season they may learn to know you more fully and to serve you with a more perfect will. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us stand and join together in singing hymn 441.
us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.